0: Hello, blunderers. This is Future Star. My world is darkness. I live in the shadow of the extended war between Pralia Prime and Theramore Prime. During one of the many occupations, soldiers from Theramore took many precious things from me. My home, my family, and my arm. After that, I trained relentlessly, honing my body and my mind into a deadly weapon. Then, I commanded my clan's business in Pralia Prime to expand. We began manufacturing weapons for the Pralian Defense Force. From there, it was child's play to infiltrate the military. And after that, a coup installed me as dictator. Now I rule my empire from the newly renamed capital of Pralia Prime, Skylight. Nothing will stop me from taking revenge on those who have ruined my life. Now, to do as I promised, I will read this list of names Hudson Miles, Robert Hawks, Christopher Dunn, Nick Scott, Ian Ford, Gulletice, Matthau Smets, Miri Rain, Chris Walsh, Christopher Bruce, Mike Hammond, Michael Pollard, Jason Campbell, Olga Krasik, Michelle B., Heather Romanchik, Noreen Elizabeth, David Forsey, Heather Baird, Cheryl N., Chelsea Dab, Shell Scott. That is all.
1: Hello, it's Yuri Ditchdigger, your resident law bard, here to catch you up on what happened last time on Wonders and Blunders. We've got no shout-outs from our community this week, so if you've got a question you want me to answer, a cause you'd like to support, an enemy you'd like to call out, or any message that you want to hear come out of my weirdly accented mouth, now's a great time. To get your shout-out, all you have to do is leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and send us a picture of it, or tag us in a social media post on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. We'll reach out to one person per week and give out the shout-out. So get on there, you bunch of cuties. When we last left our adventurers, they had left the cave of the Chained Legionnaire and travelled back north to the southern coast of the Aetherlock, meeting a mysterious kobold along the way. His name was Ralph, and he was looking for his hometown of Milkubbin, which should be right where the adventurers are, but there's no sign of it. Very mysterious. He said the last thing he remembers is that he was at the Silver Span by Mox the Rain when a mysterious woman, who was old and had an eye for fancy telescopes, bumped into his stall and teleported both of them far away. He asked them to look out for the residents of Milk Oven when they dove into the lake, thinking that maybe something within had taken them. Boy, another call to go into that lake. They best get to it. But I doubt they will. Let's find out this week on Wonders and Blunders.
2: As you watch Ralph make his way off into the snow, uh, grumbling to himself, Diglin turns and says, okay, uh, uh, what's the plan?
3: That's a good question.
4: Should we go down through that clock tower again? It seemed most reasonable?
3: Should we take the cabin out there, or should we leave it here and walk out?
4: We should definitely leave it here. Yeah, that'd be awfully noisy, I think, if this tried to make its way across. Yes,
5: I, I I would be afraid of of something crashing it through the ice, and I'm not sure
4: it yeah. would fare all that well. Although you you know what, thinking about it, our footsteps across that ice is going to echo like a drum too. Uh, uh, maybe we should, since we can, you know, we've got that boon now. Maybe we should crack some ice here on the shore and just swim over from here.
0: No. Mm.
3: That'll also carry.
4: I mean, either way, we've got to break through. I imagine if it's their front door, or or we come in over the fence, that you know one probably have. Can
0: can we not just walk quietly?
6: It would be more helpful to enter through church if we are to slip in from the side here. It will be long swim through very wide open waters.
3: I, I think I agree with Bree.
5: Yes, if there are predators, we would like to have uh, some means to hide from them. Yeah, yeah no, that's a good point.
0: I uh, suggest we also perhaps move the cabin into the woods so that it's
2: uh, defensible. Right. And then, kind of looking at Yuri and Fezrik, are they going to be enough? Mm-hmm. With, uh, where's Bido? was Bido? uh, asleep in the in the caravan. After he realized he didn't know Ralph, he just went right back into the caravan.
4: That yeah. <laughs> makes sense. Well, we get Bido to lay a perimeter down, maybe a traps, and uh, you guys, you keep watch. and uh, Maybe we can get Fezrik to have some of his, uh, you know, creepy hocus pocus ready and uh we are not taking Bito with us i mean i, I don't know I, i'd rather not to be honest I, I mean unless you think he'd be particular help down there
6: i mean he prefers to be underground uh, under lake is not exactly the same thing but uh i do not know entire town sunken at the bottom of ocean it seemed like a kind of place Bito would like to go
3: probably be pretty interesting
4: uh, we should at least give him the option, I guess, you're right.
3: I need to take a few minutes and um, remind myself what spells might work underwater. I don't think any of the flame things I usually use are going to be very effective.
5: Uh, you, you may want to bring along um, one to uh, break us through that, uh, that barrier at the clock tower's um, entrance. I think
7: Ben puts down his bowl, he's going to get up and go into the cabin. Are, are any of the cats in there napping?
2: Is there, a, is there a nap cycle happening? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I would say they, they finished up their breakfast and made their way back inside.
6: Is the sun up? Is it coming through a window? <laughs>
7: yeah,
2: yeah, there's one in each square of the window with a fourth one. Uh, the fourth square is empty waiting for a star. Oh. <laughs>
7: yeah, I think Ben's going to uh, join the... Uh, yeah, he's going to have a nap with the uh, the cats. Okay.
4: I'll go find Bito. He's in the caravan, yeah.
7: Yeah, Valen yeah. will
5: go with you.
4: Yeah, so I guess maybe you wake him, Valen. I feel like uh, we, we're friends, but I feel like you might have a, an easier go of it.
5: <laughs> I, I think you might be mistaken there. I'm not sure any of us have an easy <laughs> go with uh, with uh, Bito. I go over, like, a tap him on the shoulder. Um, excuse
2: us, uh, Bito. Uh, yeah, he's in his, his little trunk. So you kind of pop the trunk open, and just one <laughs> eye opens and is looking up at you. And he's like, "Oh,
5: yeah, not a kobold." show up? Uh, no, um, but we wanted to offer you the opportunity to uh, join us on our next adventure.
8: Oh, no way! What?
5: Uh, um, we are heading um, below the lake to explore the ruins of the the town of Oakenhold.
4: Oh, cool! Yeah, now, it's not going to be easy. its uh, I got a feeling it's going to be a little harrowing at, at times, and so we figured we'd give you the option, but also know that you'd be an awful lot of help here, kind of laying down some traps around home base, too, but either way, it's up to you.
8: Up to me? To trap or swim?
4: Yeah, that's about it, I guess. And i am look at Valen and kind of shrug. Valen just nods.
8: I, oh, I like to trap uh, under the ice. That could be fun. Not very good at swimming. Mm-hmm.
6: Mm-hmm. both, I guess. Bido has the boon as well,
2: yes? It, it... I assume everyone got it. Everybody has the boon
8: from the giant,
2: and he says,
8: "I uh, I don't know what you what what you need. I'm here for I'm here to help. Whatever you need, I will do it."
4: Well, I mean, either option could would definitely be better off with with your your mental prowess in these matters. So,
8: I'm better at trapping than I am at swimming.
4: Okay, well, okay. Well, well, maybe. And I, again, I'm looking at Valen, and uh, maybe he'd be better here. Maybe.
5: Uh, I, I suppose it, it certainly would uh, give us great comfort to know that the others would be protected uh, with with you here uh,
8: to guard them. Yeah, I could, I could sit on the ballista, could shoot at the whatever came. Could set up some, I suppose, some spike thingies. Diglin has lots of leftover traps. I could just set them up all over the place out there.
4: Yeah, yeah, just go first blood all over this place.
8: Yes, I will draw first blood.
5: I suppose that's it, then. We'll be sure to um, keep an eye out for trinkets to bring back for you.
8: Cool. And I will be sure to keep all of your friends and family safe.
6: Aw. Wow. Well, I,
3: no, I don't trust
8: already. that at all. <laughs> I will do good. You'll see. They will all be here when you get back. I will protect them with my little life. Aw. <laughs> my little knife oh, I'm gonna stab anyone who comes in here I'm tired of no people showing up
2: we're very lucky to have you Bito.
8: yeah you bet you are
2: <laughs> and yeah as you're going out the door he's like
8: oh I hope they don't come in the daytime though. No, I can't see very well when it's bright outside. <laughs> <laughs> oh
3: what a sweetie
6: we need to get him some sunglasses
0: uh Strava's gonna go talk to Light yep uh, cousin yeah uh, this is going to be uh, serious, I think. Uh, this is the first time where I think there's a non-negligible chance that some of us might not come back. Do you have to go? No. But I'm going to. I know. If I don't come back, and if you find yourself uh, under attack somehow, the, you know, the cabinet gets overrun, I trust you to keep uh, my sister and brother safe. Just get to Mox Terrain, and then maybe you can find your way back to
2: to Polia. I will defend them with my life. You know that. And I know you're coming back. Them, you know. But you'll be back. Yeah. I'll be back. Yeah. And then she just, like, grabs you in a big hug. Yeah. Hugs back. And she just kind of sits in the chair uh, and is just looking over at Sky and Dust, who are still asleep in the sunbeams next to Ben.
7: Yeah, I think Ben's awake, looking at you guys. Tell
2: them.
0: Uh, I'm not going to wake them up.
2: I will, uh, I'll tell them you'll be back soon.
0: <laughs> Stay safe.
2: And then uh, Star goes, just, just leaves the cabin. So the cabin starts to stand up again rocking back and forth and moving into the trees. Diglin finds an area that of, so the, the trees all around the Aetherlock are dead. Um, so she moves the caravan back probably five, 600 meters and then plants down in a thicket. Looking out through the caravan, like the sight lines aren't great in here, but it is very surrounded, like very, it would be very difficult to see from the outside. And Bido is kind of squinting out of the back of the caravan. and He's like, oh, yeah,
8: okay, I can do some good stuff in here.
2: <laughs> and he's got, like, a net over his shoulder and then just, like, a bunch of really sharp sticks and, like, two bear traps. And he just starts, like, waddling out, like, sinking waist deep into the snow with all the weight of these traps as he starts, like, making his way out into the trees.
3: Vaylin, do you think... Do you think fairy fire would work underwater? Have you ever tried that?
5: I've, uh never cast the spell myself i i imagine it it, it should function um i believe it's it, it, the name fire has less to do with the uh the uh, combustibility of, of it as as it does
7: with the uh, iridescence
3: probably worth a shot let's uh head for the lake
7: ben is like loading his pack up more and more stuff and he's like how much food should we bring and he's just, like, mm. taking an extra cloak and, st- like, yeah, just has a huge pack. And, you know, hefts his shield and hefts a huge pack on his back.
5: Who has the bag of holding right now?
4: Uh, I've got it in my inventory.
3: Probably not all that, Ben. <sighs> Might sink.
7: There's, like, like a tin cup <laughs> jangling off <up> the side. <laughs> Won't we need all this stuff? I mean, we don't know. How hmm. long does... Are we going to be under there Well, I, I we guess can breathe so could be uh, yeah. we'll need, we might need to eat down there.
6: Uh, this is a hunting trip Ben we are going to find the food We do not need to bring it with us.
3: And um, if we do find it, we won't be able to cook it and we won't be able to drink water out of cups
6: mm-hmm. so I'm,
4: I'm going to wink at Benjamin and be like, yeah, I think maybe it is best to be prepared. How about you uh, you kind of stuff it all into this thing and I'll give him the, the bag of holding
7: okay and ben like he's seen these before but never allowed to be near one and yeah just opens it up and puts the uh his his entire backpack in it and <laughs> just you know swallows it up and as he's doing it, his eyes are just like and he looks up at everybody just like oh yeah. like, <laughs> and then puts his arm in up to the elbow and <laughs> takes it out and shakes it off what do you think happens if you open another water does it fill with water probably Oh,
4: I uh, wonder if we could drain the lake. I believe they have a limit. Oh, do they? Oh,
6: I don't know. I've never used one.
0: I don't know either. I mean, we just use them sometimes to fill stuff up, but you can, there's a limit on how many things you can put in it.
6: It's only bag. You can't fit the entire lake inside the bag. No, I, I, my, my father's ships uh, use them
5: and, and magic's similar to transport things across the ocean. Um, but uh, yes, there, there is a limit to... It is a great deal of uh, volume, but it's not infinite.
7: Well, that's okay. good to know. No. But would it fill with water?
0: Uh, most likely. I don't know. I'm going to roll history because I'm a merchant.
2: Okay. I got 23. It's going <laughs> to fill up with water.
0: It's going to fill up with water. In fact, it used to happen all the time. I mean, some of the ships I would send, you know, there was always danger of the ships of them, you know, falling overboard with one of the bags and then they would fill up with water and then all the stuff inside gets ruined. It's a real pain in the ass, actually. you always have to run a little bit off
4: yeah but i mean would it be any more waterproof than than your own bag Uh, true
0: i mean i mean it'd be full of water it's just that when you reach your hand in it'll get wet
7: the magic isn't gonna like just be protection around us and keep us dry and warm
0: i don't think we know do we only one way to find out.
4: <laughs> Smash cut two. Yeah.
0: Was that the DM or was that Diglin? I couldn't yeah.
4: that. Is there a difference? Making
2: <laughs> yeah. your way out, Diglin and Yuri up ahead holding a map. The buildup of snow from this couple of nights of storms is pretty significant. You're wading through up to your waist for most of it, so it's slow going. Then you reach the edge of the lake. Again, the... Snow is built up here, but because of the wind whipping across the lake, it's a lot thinner. So you start being able to move quite a bit quicker as you reach the edge. And Diglin turns and says, uh, clear skies. I see that you can see the tower from here.
6: But It means anything in the sky can also see us. Mm. Yeah.
4: I'm going to do a perception check while we go and see if I can get a glint of something. Oh, uh, nine plus 11 is uh, dirty 20.
2: It's a very clear day. The, you, so you see like the waves of snow kind of blowing across in the breeze as you make your way out. Like looking out over the lake, you can see that the snow drifts down quite a bit to almost just the surface of the ice. And you can see waves of snow blowing across that. Behind you, the dead trees just kind of creaking. But you can hear among that creaking the distinct croak of a raven. <laughs> And looking up in one of the trees, you can see that there is a single raven sitting on a branch watching you. Knife in that raven. Yeah, make an attack. <laughs> uh, Like 26. <laughs> yeah, that's a hit and just... Bah! <laughs>
4: it's just a poof of feathers, and
2: yeah. it yeah drops out of the tree onto the ground.
0: I'm imagining from the I'm imagining from the raven's perspective, it just sees Star like stop and look at it, and then just wind up and then just like black. Yeah,
7: <laughs> yeah. I was picturing almost like a boomerang, like that. He throws the knife way out wide, and it swings <laughs> <laughs> down because it's like a hundred feet away. Yeah, and then yeah back in the hand. Star. Do I still owe you a dagger now that you got that one?
0: Eh, no, you can keep it. I don't think I'm okay. gonna need another one from now on.
7: Okay. I mean, I lost the one of yours you gave me, and I lost that other one. What <laughs> that are, are, are we good for? Me, ben? Are we good Jesus. for both?
0: Ben, oh my god, you're such a teenager. Like, I can't believe this. I, as soon as dust hits your age, it's gonna be so frustrating.
7: <laughs> uh. I'm only nine. What? I'm not a teenager. Uh, oh, yeah.
6: Uh,
7: <laughs> yeah and i think ben is like yeah he's taking off his coat and he's kind of uh, uh stuffing it in the bag of holding
0: well you know you know people grow up at different rates uh you know oh rowan do you need some help
7: uh <laughs> and then
3: you some <laughs> yeah
7: i think yeah ben also now has like when, when he takes off the coat you can see he's got his leather armor on and he's like hefting his shield you can see, though, that his, his shoulders are still very narrow, kind of poking out of the armor, but they're getting very broad. You realize, like, oh, he's going to be a big, he's going to be big. <laughs> he's going to be a big kid. Big paws on a pup kind of thing.
2: As the raven drops out of the tree into the snow, Diglin turns to Yuri and says, I think you should sit this one out. You can move the cabin. If she shows up, you're going to have to tail it out of there. And Yuri's like, no, absolutely not. Where Ben goes, I go. That's the deal. She kind of looks at him and just says, don't be, don't be stubborn. I'm with him. I've got him. We're all coming back fine. Everyone back there is in danger. Uh,
6: Tiglan, you will not be able to hear as well underwater. Uh, you may be more of a liability with us than up here. I'm not missing this. I have to be there. I can bring you back eel to eat. He's hmm. not the problem. It's not about that.
2: And that's not up for discussion. And then she starts heading out and looking at Yuri again, just to do what you will, but they're safer if you're there.
1: Uh, Yuri, I would uh, really prefer you to stay back. He's like, I, I can't, I cannot let him go under the ice and not go with him.
7: I think, but yeah, this catches Ben's attention. He's- but
1: uh,
0: I mean, Ben is growing very powerful. He can take care of himself. And I, in a way that I don't think that my family can if you catch my drift. I don't want to
1: leave them with Fezrik. I mean, Fezric can do the lightning screaming.
3: <laughs> Pretty scary.
1: <laughs> but he can at least distract them while everyone else gets away while he talks them to death and gets eaten. Yeah, uh, yeah like, Star just like looks incredulously at, <laughs> at uh, Yuri in
0: that kind of way that's like, come on. And he's going to try and roll a persuasion. Okay. Uh, I got a 21.
6: Star, you cannot baby all the children. It is not good for them. To let them fight. Let them deal with whatever comes. Yes, you may lose one or two, but whatever remains will be stronger for it and will learn good lesson. This,
2: this is not up <laughs> for discussion. <right? laughs> and Yuri looks like he's about to, like, argue with you, and then when Bree says that, he kind of narrows his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "I."
7: Ben, I think, steps forward and he's like, it's, it's OK. It's OK, Uncle Yuri. We'll be fine. I don't want to go without you or at all, but we'll be OK. I mean, you weren't in the cave you know, yesterday and I almost died in there, but I'm fine. I didn't because, you know, we're not meant to die. We're not meant to die in this lake, so we're going to be OK.
3: I mean, Ben could stay here, too.
1: We could watch the cabin, Ben.
7: I think I have to go with everyone else. They need me to um, protect them.
5: We are certainly grateful to have you, but your fate is yours to decide.
4: I don't think it is. Uh, I'll put my my hand on on Ben and be like, "Yeah, you you've got to follow your heart on this." I mean, that's that much is up to you.
7: Well, are you guys all going in the lake? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, then I'm I'm gonna go in the lake too. All right. And, and, and Yuri, uh, I I know it's
4: it's a bit of a of an annoyance to, to, you know, feel like you're, you're missing out on this. But we're all part of a team here. And, and I think that, you know, sometimes means splitting up our manpower and, and making sure our home base is safe. I, it would be kind of pointless if, if we go down here and manage to get out by the skin of our teeth and come back and, and home is no longer a place we can come to. You, you know what I mean? It, it's both sides of this coin that, that we've got to make sure is, is running smooth if, if I'm going to mix metaphors.
2: And he is stare, standing there and you can see that he is just racked with indecision and he just says i think you misunderstand i have no desire to go under that i do not feel like i'm missing out i in fact feel certain that i'm going to die down there but as terrifying as that is
1: the only thing that is more terrifying than that is benjamin's, benjamin's mother, mother. Yeah. yes yeah. she's going to tear my <laughs> head off if she's she finds dead. out Ben, She's not that bad. Okay, listen. Here's the deal: you go down there and you absolutely survive, and you come back. Because if not, when your mother tears my head off and eats it, I'm going to haunt the shit out of you, <laughs> Uncle.
7: <laughs> Uncle Yuri, if my mom comes after you, just tell her, tell her I had, I had to stoke the fires. She'll know what I meant.
2: Okay. I'm also going to tell her that you knocked me out and that I had no say in the matter.
7: <laughs> I could, we could really do that if you want.
2: No, it's all good. I'm a good actor. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, he gives you a big hug. Ben like, lifts you up off the ground. He's like, stay safe. I've got I've got faith. Ben,
7: ben lifts his, uh, his feet back so he's able to lift them off the ground.
2: <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> you know, really make sure. Yeah, kick your legs up. Yeah. And uh, he's like, oh, okay, okay. Uh, be safe. Uh, Diglin, you're in on this haunting deal, too, if I die. So, don't get (laughs) eaten, everyone. Uh, I need you to help me make money. And then turns around and starts (laughs) walking back towards the cabin.
4: All right, well, it will tally-ho, I guess.
2: So, over the next... uh, It takes about an hour and a half to walk out across the lake to get to the tower. And it is unnerving being so exposed, you're normally hugged in by these mountains and surrounded by trees, and it's just… you feel every breath of wind blowing across the lake as you walk. It feels like you're not making any progress, just this tiny speck of a bell tower slowly, slowly getting closer and closer. As you get back to it, coming up to the foot of it, still rising about 60 feet above your head, only the stone parts remaining with the big broken bell dug into the ice on the inside. Some of you would notice that Valen is shivering, this
5: being the first day out here without prestidigitation to keep him warm.
7: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Diclin's like, okay, this is uh, this is where we're going in.
3: I think so. There were some um, bubbles in the ice that looked like they might make it easier to cut down.
6: It seemed thin, thin enough inside.
2: Okay. Uh, this looks like The church itself, this might actually be the most direct route to Jaren. By the sounds of it, this is where he's been living.
4: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so so I guess everybody keep their eyes open.
0: Mm -hmm.
5: Can we sort of investigate around the the hatchway entrance for signs of comings and goings? Uh, Yeah, you can do an investigation.
4: Uh, I might join you on that.
5: 16.
4: Uh, I've got uh, eighteen. I got
2: okay. two. I got nothing. Nine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so looking around on the inside here, the snow has drifted up quite a bit from as the the changing winds blowing snow from the shoreline in here, brushing away some of the snow and looking at the ground, you can still see that the snow, the ice itself has refrozen, but does have a crater in it that looks like it's from the last time that you bored through here and the crater does go down, it doesn't look to you like anyone has been in or out through this hatch since you've last been here. There's no signs that anyone has been in this room.
6: I suggest we leave any heavier equipment here. It will only slow you down underwater.
4: Yeah, yeah, Benjamin, how how heavy is that bag holding?
7: Uh, It's not really heavy. We can stick everything in here and and hide it, or take it with us.
4: Well, I mean, we brought all that stuff. If it's not too heavy, maybe you or or even I could take it myself uh, to keep it with us. I don't know. I
7: I could keep it safe. I'll put it, and, like, Ben stuffs it in, like, under his armor, like, uh, against his chest. So, like, uh, if he dies, um, you lose all that stuff. But if (laughs) Ben dies, you're you're all gonna probably die anyway, so.
3: (laughs) (laughs) When his mom... Tracks us down and slaughters one us all, by yeah. one by mm-hmm. one.
7: Like the predator. well, I was thinking you wouldn't make it out of this lake either. That's clear. goes down. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was what. But also, yeah, there is the, this, uh, yeah, Ven- <laughs> <laughs> the mother vengeance. Mm-hmm. Well, Kara,
5: would you like to do the honors?
3: I I suppose so, um, and I cast a flame blade instead of my flaming sphere. Mm. Okay. It lasts a little longer. Ten whole minutes. It starts much like the cantrip she usually uses, the, the little um, ball of fire in her hand, um, but uh, it gets dense and extends from her hand like a like a short sword almost.
6: Is this just like you're just like poking it in and just letting it sizzle around it? Like, think, a, lightsaber? <laughs> like
3: a lightsaber? Essentially, like lights- I think so.
2: Um, so you only have about... Uh, a little less than a foot of ice to go through. Um, So, yeah, and just like a lightsaber, you're pushing it down, the ice starts to bubble and evaporate around the blade, just hissing as you slowly trace out the form of the trapdoor that lies right under it. And within, like, two or three minutes, you're able to cut through the ice around it.
4: All right, well, I brought some pitons for this, so so if everyone wants to kind of hammer one in somewhere and we can haul this cube out and... and Get swimming, I guess. Sure.
7: All right, yeah. Yeah, Ben lines up a python with the mace of Salune.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Takes a swing. Dig that in, drag the ice out. It's not not too heavy with all of you working on it. You can move it immediately. Uh, Diglin throws open the trap door, and you see the thinner layer of ice just under it with sort of bubbles moving under it. Okay, uh, stay close.
4: I make a point of quickly gathering up the pythons. So maybe I'm I'm the last one down the hatch, maybe.
5: Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Valen takes the the fancy jacket off with the like the long tails and and folds it up
6: and puts it in his pouch. I think Bree sees that, gives Valen like a smart pat on the back,
2: uh, and then just
6: dives dives down into the hole.
2: Okay. Yeah. So the ice just breaks around your scales as you jump in, and as you watch Bree contact with the water you see a swirl of electricity at the surface as she dives in lightning just starts striking around her body uh just arcing out in all directions as she dives in and looking down into the dark water you can see that there is a spiral of electricity kind of creating this bubble armor almost around her of constantly boiling water and Mm brie as you dive in you're expecting your entire body temperature to drop but as this Lightning is swirling around you. It moderates the temperature. And looking at your hands, you can see that the like the runes in your scales aren't active. Mm. And this swirling storm, almost that's all around you, keeps you warm.
4: Should sell this tech to Arctrix.
2: <laughs> storm Shield TM.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I with Gortex.
6: Bria looks uh very pleased to not be freezing cold in this water um but definitely just like disappears immediately out of sight down the spiral staircase.
7: I think yeah Ben is just on the edge just like uh amping himself up like he's kind of bobbing up and down like holding his shield and just kind of oh like his 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 head and his shoulders are bobbing. You can he's like physically trying to amp himself up. <laughs>
2: And Diglin just drops in right past you. uh, Feet first, just drops into the water. Again, you see at the surface, the electricity comes over her body as she swims down after Bree. Valen does the, uh, the holds his nose with one hand and (laughs) uh, jumps in. And you don't even really feel the water. Uh, It kind of just feels like you're weightless. This insulating lightning around you, keeping the cold off of you. And when you breathe, it's like a strange sensation. Like, I feel like Bree didn't, like doesn't really need to breathe underwater anyway. She's, but she's
6: probably holding her breath for the first fifteen minutes. Yeah,
2: yeah. But you feel like as you're plugging your nose, like when you unplug it, it it feels just like you're breathing in almost desert air, just this dry, hot air. That brings back a, a nice
5: memory.
7: Okay, it's easy. You just jump. You just jump right in, right? Like yeah, it's easy. Yeah. You just go. We'll just go. Like uh, just a, a one, two, three.
3: It'll be yeah, fine.
7: It, mm-hmm. Totally. Just one two three Ben doesn't jump
3: <laughs> and Kara was like waiting for Ben to jump and when he doesn't jump she jumps
2: <laughs>
7: yeah
4: so <laughs> it's it just Ben and, and, and Rowan now is it yeah, yeah. Star Star, yeah. Star, yeah. Star yeah.
0: yeah I'm not going in before anyone else alright
7: uh, okay. well, you- well if Well, how do we know you're you're going to come in at all? Then
0: Uh, it's a great
4: question.
7: Actually, I don't know.
4: Oh, don't be silly! You're not going to be left up here by yourself.
7: What if we went in? What if we hold hands and go in together? (laughs) Uh, That'd be cute.
4: Yeah. Okay. You you know, (laughs)
7: uh,
4: Teak and I used to go diving in the ice up in in Northern High Ward, and we. We used to do that just to we'd kind of dare each other and sort of ramp up, and then inevitably, of course, he, he'd sort of push me in first. But uh, one time we did find a dragon skull, and that was that was probably worth it, right?
0: Oh, that's pretty cool. Uh,
7: actually. Yeah. yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. I couldn't feel my my fingers and toes for a while, but uh, that
7: skull was was something. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. Okay. Okay, we got to go because Breeze. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I
6: was waiting for Rowan to just push Star in in the middle of that. Stage, <laughs> so <laughs> that
7: <was gonna> <laughs> yeah. So Ben goes one. Two and he's like holding star's paw and then three and he jumps in
0: yeah star doesn't jump with him but <laughs> allows himself to be pulled in and then as soon as he goes in freaks out and is like <laughs> and then like sort of scrambles up on the edge of the on the edge of the thing and then it's like
4: <sighs> and then I cannonball right on top of you
0: <laughs> yeah and then he gets under and
2: is mad <laughs> but it's okay <laughs>
7: Yeah, I guess swimming down, Ben like, looks back. He's like, can we talk under here?
2: <laughs> yeah, and, and you hear it. It is muffled, uh, and Bree, you don't hear that talking behind you. Balin, if you were, were you swimming down that yeah. time as well, following Bree and Diglin, then yeah. you would barely hear it. Uh, it. It seems like your voice is going to travel about 30 feet.
3: Mm. Oh, weird. Oh. Huh some strange magical modification of voices.
2: So Bree, you are swimming down this spiral staircase. You're able to swim just through the middle of it, just straight down. Uh, as you get down about 70, 80 feet, the, you see the side of this tower has been destroyed. And so you see out into the dark, dark water outside, shafts of light sort of dancing from the surface and piercing down just another like 60 feet below you and coloring the tops of the rest of this big cathedral that lies under the water. Looking out in this direction as well, you can see that there are house tops and smaller buildings. You can see like what looks like a keep. All of those also just with some of the light from above dancing on top of them. I think you are startled as this huge form swims by the outside of the tower, and sort of regain yourself as you see this massive fish, about 35, 40 feet long. It looks like a grouper. Ooh. Just a huge mouth opening and closing as it goes, with a few smaller fish swimming around it. The inside is coated in algae, uh, and there are some plants growing, reaching up like seaweed. All of you seeing this on the inside of the tower. But the coloration is off. It's like purple with these red bulbs of what looks like a like a viscous liquid and these red veins running through them. Do they look like almost like a dusk blood briar, but in seaweed form? Uh, no, no. They definitely look sick, but it, it's not not the not the not the brambles. Okay. Yeah.
8: Oh.
6: We would definitely wait at this hole for everyone else to catch up uh, and then make a series of hand motions like pointing out into the darkness of just like large, large swimming. Um, And then like all of us down low and then continue down the staircase. Not thinking of talking yet, so. (laughs) (laughs)
2: What's sort of light is the lightning around us giving off? It is a, a dim light within 10 feet. And does uh, night vision still work? Uh, yes, dark vision does work down here. It's okay. not a magical darkness, it's just pitch black. Okay. Um, but these these like shafts of light are coming down, you're not quite deep enough to be in the darkest of it. The tops of all the houses and stuff are still lit, but below that you can't see the bottom. Um, just like the large leaves of these plants sticking up above the houses. Mm. Uh, and as you're looking out, anyone who looks out the hole, you can make a perception check.
4: Okie dokie. Ooh,
2: I actually rolled a natural 20.
4: Ooh, oh, nice. 22. 18.
3: 15 plus 16. 7 is 22.
2: Can At I just use my passives?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you
2: can. And beat her. <laughs> Oh, right. Yeah, I guess it just beats everything. Um, but I, I think all of you get a pretty good view out, and um, everyone like looking over the tops of the roofs, you also see a couple of smaller figures uh, moving through the tops of the plants, down closer to the bottom, sort of lilting in and out of the darkness. You see a large, muscular, eel-like creature leading a group of kobolds who are all manacled, and they are dragging in a big net a huge, one of these huge groupers, one of the big fish, which has spears and harpoons sticking out of the back of it. And every once in a while, just as the plants sway back and forth in the current, you see them swimming through, dragging this towards what looks like the front of the cathedral.
0: They're swimming? The are also swimming?
2: Yeah.
3: Quietly, I think. Well, I wonder if that's milk oven.
6: Yeah. Oh. I don't know what everybody else's movement speed is underwater, but mine is forty. So I'm gonna take advantage of being a giant alligator crocodile.
4: Yeah.
3: That's pretty great. I actually have a question. Land stride is says moving through non-magical difficult terrain costs you no extra movement, but I don't know. Like swimming
2: that. is not difficult terrain okay. it is yeah uh it totally moving through different. water yeah ah. costs two feet for every one foot so you wanted to scout ahead brie yeah. yeah uh okay so you can do a stealth and is everyone else just sort of making their way down just like just slower yeah yeah, yeah. yes
4: yeah as yeah. my vision sort of gets darker and darker i'm just kind of following the heels of whoever's in front
2: Yeah, so you do get a bit of a globe of vision around you because of the lightning. Mm -hmm. So getting up close to things, you're able to find the walls and the stairs. You find another couple of, like, pocked holes in the wall and a few windows. Do
4: I get a sense of who built it?
2: You do, right? Because you have that as a background. So this city reminds you of, it would be Gnomish.
4: Oh, okay.
2: The build of it, you can see, like, a lot of inclusion of metals. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, which is, I think, the reason that this tower is still standing is because it is reinforced with metal.
7: Cool. Uh, I think, yeah, Ban is, like, caught up to Valen. Uh, so what's, uh, what's our plan? As far as
5: I understand, we're to find the axe and retrieve it.
7: Okay. I mean, I saw in the vision. Huh, yeah, right.
5: Uh, but some sort of throne room, I imagine. Hopefully right below us, right? down does seem to be the best direction to head.
7: It's the only direction, if we went up, we'd just go back up through the hole, we came down through.
2: Yes, yes, Ben, that's what I was
7: getting at. Let's
2: go. Uh, So, down, Bree, what was that, stealth? Uh, I'd I'd just like to remind you that this cloak gives things (laughs)
6: disadvantage to see me before I announce my number, which is a five.
7: (laughs)
3: okay.
6: Unless this counts as snowy terrain, but I doubt it does.
7: Well, what about the glowing lightning uh, around you? Makes (laughs) it tough.
6: Yeah, I figured.
1: You can also make a perception check.
6: Use a different dice for this one.
2: All right, that is a seven plus five. Twelve. So making your way down, you reach the bottom of the staircase uh, and you can see that there is a like a double doorway that leads out of here. The door is long, rotted away. And through the arches, you can hear or feel almost like a thrum that moves through the water and that like hits you as you come into this doorway. As you come down, I think you're kind of like moving down the staircase and the lightning is causing this like pulsing glow to come out through through the doorway and you hear like a hiss in a language that you don't understand just around the corner from you in this doorway and you hear it answered by another hiss yeah
6: also just around the corner yeah uh yeah i think i'm i'm just gonna kind of pause in the stairwell uh and put a hand up uh towards everyone else to like saying, like stop to whenever they they come down
2: okay Uh, So you are quite a bit faster than them, so... (laughs) Almost triple. So as you, like, hold your hand up and kind of look around, when you look back out the door, you see the face of one of these muscular eel-like creatures looking in at you. Its eyes just kind of widen. (laughs) <laughs> Claw uh, So yeah, everyone can roll initiative ah.
4: Oh boy Oh boy <laughs> That didn't take long Okie
2: dokie I mean, my job as the scout is
6: to be caught <laughs> <laughs> that's
4: Yes, for. that's how scouting works <laughs>
1: Oh, it's Mike Fardy, your dungeon mom. Thank you for listening to another episode of Wonders and Blunders. I hope you've been enjoying the intrigue and exploration that's been going on and I'm very excited for you to hear what is coming up next because things are about to get real. We love that we get to share this podcast with you every week but we really want to share it with even more people and the number one thing that we're looking for to help this podcast reach more people is five star
2: reviews on Apple Podcasts. I'm sure if you listen to podcasts you hear people say this all the time But there's a reason for that. It really helps new listeners find the podcast. There are, of
1: course, lots of ways to support us. Word of mouth, tags on social media posts,
2: even coming on and throwing a few bucks at us on Patreon. And we super appreciate all of those things, and we love you for doing them. But if you get a second and you haven't already done it, go leave
1: us that review. We're already starting to plan what is going to be happening in Season 2 of the
2: podcast, and we would love to come into that with a whole bunch of new listeners who can join along with us and we'll just be ready and raring to go back and binge season one. But that's enough for me. I hope you're all staying safe. And as always, keep being the best. We love you
1: very much. And we'll see you next week. Goodbye.